knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 77 of the North American Outdoors Podcast. My name is Heidi Rayo, and I'm coming to you from the great state of Texas. It is September... And my question to you is, are you ready for dove season? There are some mistakes that are unintended that we as dove hunters need to be aware of so we can avoid. Dove season is unofficially the start of hunting season. You can see the excitement and the anticipation on the face of every hunter, regardless if they hunt doves or if they don't. This is because dove season is the official countdown to all other types and species of hunting. If you do participate in dove hunting, you want to make sure that you have the right equipment and the right accessories to not only be successful, but more importantly, to be legal. There's only one way to describe dove hunting, and any of y'all that have done it, or any of y'all that have been around it, that one word is fun. Especially here in Texas, Dove hunting is a social gathering where hunters get together and they have fun. People have cookouts, we have barbecues, and we might even conclude the day with a big party with music and dancing. Before you can be a legal dove hunter, the first thing you need to know is your legal game birds. Dove are classified as migratory birds. And so what that means is for migratory, they have a season that is regulated by the feds or the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. So the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, they set the dates that we can legally hunt the dove and every state can modify within those parameters what the feds set and we have to follow what the um, overlying federal regulations are. Migratory game birds include all wild species of ducks, mergansers, geese, coots, rails, gallinules, plovers, snipe, woodcock, and doves, which include morning doves, white-winged doves, white-tipped doves, or white-fronted. They also include red-billed pigeons, band-tailed pigeons, shorebirds of all varieties, and sandhill cranes. Migratory game birds do not include the Eurasian collar dove or the Egyptian geese. The legal game birds are the morning dove, which are brown doves with black spots on their wings. They have a long pointed tail and they're located throughout the entire state of Texas. 
Also, the white-winged dove are legal game birds. They have white bars on their wings with a long, rounded tail. These white wing generally were found in South Texas, but they have increasingly moved north and they are found pretty much throughout most of Texas as well. The other legal game bird are the white-tipped or the white-fronted dove. They have a large rounded tail with rust-colored wing linings and they are found primarily in South Texas. There are two unprotected species. These are the Eurasian collar dove and the rock pigeon or the rock dove. There is no closed season or bag limit restrictions for Eurasian collar doves. However, it's recommended that if you do take Eurasian collar doves, you leave the wings attached so that the plumage can be left on these birds for identification purposes if you are stopped and checked by a game warden. Eurasian collar doves have narrow black collars on the bottom of their neck. They have white squared tails on the underside and their body is pale gray with black bills and red eyes. The rock dove, otherwise known as the rock pigeon, also there's no closed season or bag limit restrictions for the common pigeon. However, just as with the Eurasian collar dove, it is recommended that you leave a wing attached or plumage so if you are checked by a game warden, these birds are easy to identify because you do have that plumage on the wing knowing that there's no bag limit restrictions for this bird. The common pigeon or rock dove, they are a large bird with a plump body and a small head. They're usually gray, brown, or white, and they're common in cities and oftentimes you see them on ranches. These are also the birds that you see in the city and the concrete jungles of towns where you have strip centers and lots of development. Oftentimes you see these iridescent looking birds hanging out on the tops of buildings or sometimes even on the tops of cars as you're driving through the parking lot. There are also a few protected species that you need to be aware of. The band-tailed pigeon is not allowed to hunt. These have a yellow bill. They have a white band around their neck, and they're usually found in wooded mountain areas. Another bird that is protected and illegal to hunt is the Inca dove. They are a scaly-looking bird, and they are a small, brown-bodied bird. They're usually found in urban and suburban areas, along the wooded edges, into the savannas, and into the thickets. These are illegal to hunt. And the other bird that is not allowed to be hunted are the common ground dove. These are a sandy brown color with dark spots on their wings. They have a short rounded tail, a small body with a short thin bill. To be a legal hunter, all migratory game bird hunters must have their valid hunting license. Make sure that you check the state that you live to find out what your license requirements are to be a legal migratory bird hunter. You also need to have your migratory game bird stamp endorsement here in Texas. Also, it's required to hunt any migratory game bird, which includes dove, waterfowl, coot, rail, gallinule, snipe, sandhill crane, and woodcock. A valid federal duck stamp and HIP certification, which stands for Harvest Information Program. These are also required of any waterfowl hunters ages 16 years and older. 
since hunters have played an integral part in the efforts to conserve America's natural resources, this can be best illustrated by the success of the Federal Duck Stamp Program. For over 85 years, buying duck stamps, waterfall hunters have supported the conservation of more than 5.7 million acres of strategic wetland habitat. 98% of the purchase price of the duck stamp goes directly to buy and lease wetland habitat on national wildlife refuges. The duck stamp program remains committed to this vital and productive partnership with the hunting community. Hunters need to know that if you do hunt any migratory waterfowl, and if you're at least 16 years of age and older, you're required to purchase and carry a current federal duck stamp. Federal duck stamps are valid from July 1st through the following June 30th. Duck stamps can be purchased at a variety of locations and online. You also have to have your duck stamp signed and it's good in any state that you hunt. There's no need to buy any additional federal duck stamps for each and every state. However, you must have your appropriate state licenses and state stamps for each state in which you are planning to hunt. When you do purchase your duck stamp, make sure that you sign the front of it in order for it to be valid. If you are checked by a warden, they will compare your stamp to your hunting license to make sure they're both yours and both signatures match. You can also buy your federal duck stamp online and that's called an e-stamp. If you do purchase it online, you must carry your 45-day receipt with you at all times while you're hunting until you get your federal duck stamp in the mail. You must carry this receipt in order to be legal. Once the receipt has expired, you must carry your current signed federal duck stamp. Your store purchase or your credit card receipt does not count as valid proof when you're in the field and if you're checked. According to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, your current federal duck stamp also serves as free admission into any national wildlife refuge that charges an entry fee. The Fish and Wildlife Service strongly encourages all hunters to visit their Migratory Bird Program hunting webpage and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service's hunting website. There, you'll find all the information you need and links to keep you safe, legal, and educated about the history of this great program that hunters have benefited conservation for many years in the past, and all their efforts are saving our conservation efforts for many future years and future generations of more hunters. Even if you're not a duck hunter, Conservationists buy duck stamps because they know that 98% of the cost goes directly to conserve wildlife habitat that's vital for many birds, fish, mammals, and plants, and you and your family, and of course, future generations. This small investment annually buying the duck stamp brings long-term results. Stamp collectors also purchase this duck stamp as a collectible that increases in value each year. Hunters who strongly advocated for the duck stamp's creation willingly pay the stamp price to ensure the survival of our natural resources. 
And furthermore, many hunters actually buy two duck stamps each year, one for hunting to be legal and the other one as a collector's item and an additional contribution to conservation. Because the federal duck stamp is not just for duck hunters and because it's been in existence for over 80 years, the recognition of the stamp's growing value as a conservation tool, its formal name was changed to the Migratory Bird Hunting and Conservation Stamp. But most of us duck hunters and migratory bird hunters know this as just the duck stamp. Another requirement that you must have on your license before you can go duck hunting or any migratory bird hunting is to be HIP certified. HIP stands for Harvest Information Program. If you are 16 years of age or older and you hunt migratory birds, which include ducks, coots, geese, dove, woodcock, rails, snipe, or gallinule, you must get HIP certified and carry proof of your HIP certification with you whenever you're hunting migratory birds. This is generally printed right on your hunting license. Sometimes the retailer point of sale when you purchase your license, sometimes they do ask you these questions and they do get your HIP certification. If not, you as a migratory bird hunter, make sure that you ask to be HIP certified. It's free and it's required because if you don't have it, you can actually get a citation from a law enforcement officer if you're checked and you don't have it on your license or on your person. The HIP certification is a method that your state wildlife agency and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service use to generate reliable estimates of hunting activity and the number of all migratory game birds harvested throughout the country. These estimates give biologists the information they need to make sound management decisions concerning hunting seasons, bag limits, and population management. HIP went nationwide in 1999, which replaced the previous program that only surveyed hunters who bought the federal duck stamp. However, many migratory bird hunters were excluded from that previous program because they didn't hunt waterfowl. HIP also allows survey samples of all migratory bird hunters. If you do hunt any of these migratory birds, you are required to participate in HIP. To comply, First, you must identify yourself as a migratory bird hunter and provide all of your information, which is generated on your hunting license at the time you purchase your license. You must do this in every state in which you hunt migratory game birds. Next, you must keep that proof of your participation in HIP with you whenever you hunt migratory birds in that state. The state wildlife agency will provide you with a card, stamp, or oftentimes it's printed right there on your hunting license. In addition, when you do sign up for HIP, you will be asked to voluntarily answer several questions about your hunting experience during last year's season. Your answers to these questions are not used to compile harvest estimates, but are simply used to identify what types of birds that you usually hunt. This allows the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service to mail its surveys to the appropriate hunters. For example, most surveys about dove harvest are sent to hunters who hunted dove in the previous year, while most waterfowl hunter surveys are sent to hunters who usually hunt ducks and geese. 
when you purchase your license and get your HIP certification, there is no cost for HIP. It is free. Even if you have lifetime licenses in whichever state that you hunt, you still have to get HIP certified each year. It's also important to make sure that you're following the laws pertaining to these migratory birds. Because doves are migratory, you have to make sure that you're complying with the federal law, as well as your state law to which you're hunting. There are six primary areas of federal laws that relate to dove hunting. These are daily bag and possession limits, legal shotguns, hunting over a baited field, using live birds as decoys, hunting from a motorized vehicle, and using a motorized or sailing vehicle to rally birds. These federal laws are mirrored in the state that you're in, so there is uniformity between the state and the feds. So the first one is daily bag and possession limits. Each state sets their limits in an agreement with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. This way, there are not two different bag limits within each state. There is normally an established daily bag limit and an established possession limit. The daily bag limit limits the maximum number of doves that you can take per day. The possession limit is how many doves you are allowed to possess over a certain number of days. For example, Your daily bag limit may be 15 birds, but your possession limit might be 45 birds. This is for those who might be spending the weekend hunting dove. It's important to remember that any game that you shoot and you cannot recover is legally part of your daily bag or possession limit. The next area that hunters must comply with is to be in possession of a legal shotgun while dove hunting. According to each state's law and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, a legal shotgun is one that is only capable of holding three shells. That means two in the magazine and one in the chamber. If you are using a single shot, an over and under, or a side-by-side shotgun, this is not an issue. If you are using a pump action or a semi-automatic shotgun, This is accomplished by inserting a plug into the shotgun's magazine. The plug limits the number of shells in the magazine to only two. A lawful plug is one that can only be inserted or removed by disassembling the shotgun. A shotgun is the only legal firearm for hunting migratory game birds. Shotguns must not be larger than 10 gauge. They must be fired from the shoulder and they must be incapable of holding more than three shells. Shotguns that are capable of holding more than three shells must have the plug that, again, can only be inserted or removed by disassembling the gun. So the total capacity of shells does not exceed three. The third area regarding dove hunting is the prohibition of hunting over a baited field. This is also one of the most controversial discussion topics. It is clear that if you walk out into a field and you spread corn, wheat, milo, eggshell, oyster shell, or any other attractant by hand, you are baiting a field to attract doves. But it's also illegal to hunt a field that's not baited if a neighboring landowner baits his field. 
And if it can be determined that the doves were drawn over your field through his bait, you could be liable even if you did not know the neighbor baited his or her field. More common and unintentional violations occur when you have a deer feeder on your property or just a bird feeder near your house. If it can be determined that these feeders are drawing doves in, you are in violation. As a hunter or a land manager, it is your responsibility to know and obey all federal and state laws that govern the sport of hunting. So what does all this mean? It means that you cannot hunt dove or any other migratory game bird by that matter by the aid of baiting on or over any baited area where you know or reasonably should know that the area is or has been baited. According to the Fish and Wildlife Service, baiting is the direct or indirect placing, exposing, depositing, distributing, or scattering of salt, grain, or other feed that could lure or attract migratory game birds to, on, or over any areas where hunters are attempting to take them. A baited area is any area on which salt, grain, or other feed has been placed, exposed, deposited, distributed, or scattered if that salt, grain, or feed could serve as a lure or attraction for any migratory game bird. There is also a 10-day rule in distance. The 10-day rule recognizes that removing bait does not remove the lure created, and that doves will habitually still be attracted to that same area even after the bait is gone. A baited area remains off-limits to hunting for 10 days after all salt, grain, or other feed have been completely removed. So how close to bait can you hunt without breaking the law? There really is no set distance. Court rulings vary depending on the circumstances. The influence of any bait will increase or decrease depending on many factors, including the land topography, weather, dove flight patterns, and can only be determined on a case-by-case basis. Remember, the law prohibits hunting if bait is present that could lure or attract birds to honor over areas where hunters are attempting to take them. So use your common sense and use your best judgment to stay legal when you're hunting in areas that could potentially have been baited to attract the birds. Dove hunting on agricultural lands offer great habitat. You can hunt doves in fields where grain has been distributed or scattered solely as the result of a normal agricultural operation. A normal agricultural operation includes normal ag plantings, harvestings, or post-harvest manipulations, as well as other normal ag practices if they're conducted in accordance with recommendations of the state extension specialists or of the Cooperative State Research Education and Extension Services. You can also hunt dove over land planted by means of top sowing or aerial seeding where seeds have been scattered solely as a result of normal agricultural plantings. Planted seeds and grains that have not sprouted are very attractive to doves. Lands planted by means of top sowing or aerial seeding can be hunted where seeds are present solely as a result of a normal agricultural planting or normal soil stabilization practice. A normal agricultural planting 
undertaken for the purpose of producing or gathering a crop is okay to be able to hunt those fields. You may hunt dove over manipulated grain crops such as corn, wheat, milo, sorghum, millet, sunflower, and buckwheat. Agricultural activities other than planting or harvesting also scatter grain or other feed in agricultural areas. You can hunt doves in such areas provided that the agricultural operation involved is a normal agricultural practice, meaning one that produces livestock or a crop, and it follows the recommendations of those state extension specialists. As a hunter, it's your responsibility to determine whether or not a field is baited. Before hunting a field, you should always familiarize yourself with federal and state migratory bird hunting regulations. If you're a guest on the property, you always want to ask the landowner if that area has been baited. Suspect the presence of bait if you see doves feeding in a particular area in unusual concentrations or displaying a lack of caution. Look for grain or other feed in the area. Is it present only as a result of an allowed normal agricultural operation or where crops have been manipulated or harvested? You always want to look for the presence of grain that may not be related to this manipulation of harvest. Look closely for seed and grain on prepared agricultural fields. Is it present only as a result of a normal ag practice? Know what that looks like as well. If you have any questions, consult with a local extension agent to make sure that you're doing and following everything correctly. It's your responsibility to abandon the hunt and walk away if you find grain or feed in an area and you're uncertain about why it's there. The fourth area regarding dove hunting is the use of any live bird, either wild or domestic, which is illegal to use as a decoy. This means that you cannot down a bird and leave it on the ground, whether it's live or dead, with the intention of hunting over it to attract another. This could also include hunting around a chicken coop if the chickens are not concealed and where feed is present. It's also illegal to hunt from a motorized vehicle. Most hunters would consider it unethical to hunt birds from a moving vehicle but it's also illegal to hunt from a stationary vehicle. This means that if you are hunting with friends around the truck and you happen to sit on the tailgate and shoot at a dove, you're actually violating the law at that moment. The puzzling part is that if you sit on a chair, bucket, or stump right next to the tailgate, you are within the law. The exception to this law is if the hunter is a quadriplegic and or has a single or double leg amputee. Another area where it is illegal to hunt dove is using a motorized or sailing vehicle to rally birds. This is a method of driving through one end of a field to scatter the doves toward the hunters. This would include a farmer disking a neighboring field and you are waiting to take advantage of the concentration driving, rallying, or stirring up of those migratory birds to shoot. There is also no open season for any migratory game birds on public roads or the right-of-way access to public roads. There really is no such thing as a bad day hunting. As long as you do your research, you know which birds are legal to hunt 
and you follow all of the hunting rules and regulations in your area, memories will be made and you'll have lots to talk about for generations to come. There is no better classroom than the outdoors, roaming the woods and waters, and creating memories to last a lifetime. This is Heidi Rayo, and you've heard another North American Outdoors podcast. For more information, visit NorthAmericanOutdoors.org and follow me on Instagram at North American Outdoors. Have a great day. You want to succeed, you want to fish, you want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.